0: What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining me in this latest CSG podcast. Uh, Coming to you live from the CSG North Studios in Thornton, Colorado. Uh, This is obviously going to be a solo podcast. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed CSG number 300, which featured uh, Nate Timmons. And uh, we're going to try to make that a little more uh, um, uh, regular this year, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, It was good to do a podcast with Nate. I'll be 100% honest with you. Um, I, I, with solo podcasts with me tend to be a bit brief, so uh, I hope you all enjoy this one. I'm, this one's actually not going to be too long. I know I, I'm going to focus on one subject of the Denver Nuggets in one specific area. Kind of like Think of this kind of like an article stuffed into a podcast. Um, the Nuggets uh, started out nine and one. And, we're, and, and there was a little bit, and I need to remind people of something, there was a little bit of a, a uh, living on the edge uh, element to the Nuggets. It was good that they were able to win close games, but it was interesting how a lot of their, they played a lot of close games, uh, including their loss against the Nets, which will drop them to one 9-3 uh, and three, um, uh, at home. They, uh, every, this, I think this their fifth game that it's, it's come down to the last two minutes. Fifth or sixth. I think it's their fifth. And um, there's a little bit of uh, the, it, the winning sometimes band-aids over some problems. And I think this is something that everyone has uh, generally been cognizant of as they have uh, been watching this Nuggets team. Uh, as the, as Basically what has happened is winning is great. <laughs> But sometimes winning can mask over difficulties. I mean, the end result kind of uh, glosses over some issues. And one of those issues that everyone really has kind of keyed into has been their offense. And what is is unusual for this Nuggets team, as opposed to many other Nuggets teams, I think the only comparable other Nuggets team to this was the 1993-94 1993-94 uh, Nuggets, which were actually a lot slower pace than people realize, mostly due to Dikemio Um What had happened is that this year, the Michael Malone has made the cognizant, I mean, he's very cognizant of this, his decision to <clears throat> emphasize defense. And the defensive emphasis has greatly slowed down this team. And it has ended up with this, the Denver Nuggets being, I believe they're in the bottom five in a defense in, in a pace right now, which is almost unheard of for a Nuggets team. Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, once again, you know, it's one of those things where you, uh, if you're winning, it kind of like, it's like, well, we'll go with what's, what's winning. My biggest issue, though, has been even when Will Barton was in the lineup, the Nuggets pace was stodgy, it was very controlled. And there was a lot of the elements that made the Nuggets fun have been kind of stripped from the team. And now it's been replaced with something that has produced wins, but a lot of that uh, free-flowing, um, let's really make it ourselves a dynamic ot- um, offense is gone. And that's largely due to the way the Nuggets play defense. Um, this is something that I think a lot of people don't know, and well, if they don't, they, they, they probably, you know, kind of are a little bit aware of this. In generally, de- the best defensive teams, I'll go back to the 90s. It's been, it's been pretty much true through most of the NBA's history that teams that are basically, quote, all defense are teams that, I will go back to the 94 Knicks. Um, Which, by the way, didn't play like the Detroit Pistons. Everyone always points to the Pistons, but the Pistons were very situational defense. Uh, They were very good offense, um, particularly with the way they played with uh, Joe Dumars and uh, Isaiah Thomas in the backcourt. What is a little different for this Nuggets team is kind of like what was going on in the 90s. A lot of the best defensive teams in the 90s were that way because they played defense all the time to make up for poor offensive squats. Um, the, 90, the 90s Knicks, 90s, uh, even the 90s Pacers weren't tremendous, even though they had Reggie Miller, um, and uh, specifically even going to the heat of the late 90s. All those teams played tremendous defense to make up for uh, what you would call a Offense that wasn't terribly dynamic. And dynamic offense is generally played at a half-faster pace. There's truisms in basketball, and one of them is the more dynamic your offensive is, the more offense-focused your team will be. Um, The Nuggets uh, have a potential to be a, a tremendous offensive team, but they haven't been. They're good, but they're not great. In fact, their first quarter offense is atrocious, and it's because teams know exactly how to play them now. Pardon me. <coughs> they know how to play him. Uh, They know how to approach the Nuggets team, specifically with Torrey Craig in the uh, in the uh, offense, along with even Paul Millsap, who hasn't had the best of years. Um, it is sag off two players. So basically you're playing, you know, in a league that encourages everyone to be almost five out, right? Every five out is everyone along the pre-point line. Um a league that encourages Atlanta mandated space, okay, when people say uh, this team has bad spacing, well, it's, everything in the NBA comes down to make or miss shots. That's it. I, I mean, I said this on the last podcast, I hate the whole, the, no. there's no space, but that's kind of like, uh, they'll look at it this way, lack of space is directly due to shooting. It doesn't matter how much legislated space there is in the lane, all right? So the better term would be, you can't shoot. Honestly, and the the Nuggets' issues is they can't shoot. Their flow of their offense is pretty much very controlled. And it is to make sure that the team is defensively solid at all times, which is kind of, in the modern era, more akin to the 2014 Pacers and the 2013, 2014, 2015, uh, uh, excuse me, the Grizzlies. Right in there, and problem is it's all well and good, but the nuggets th- those teams all often like have to make up for kind of lack of dynamics on the offense. The nuggets have no problem with being a dynamic offense in a free flowing form uh, when it becomes more controlled uh it becomes everyone goes it. it Rather than flowing, and basketball is a flow sport, rather than flowing to where they need, for for where they go, the Nuggets are very rehearsed, right? And when they break their rehearsed spots, their offense completely breaks down into uh, hero ball. You know, as good as Jamal Murray's game against Boston was, 48-point game against Boston was, uh, and as good as Jokic's 37-point, 21-rebound game against uh, the Nuggets, New I was going to say New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets was, they, they needed them to do that. Otherwise, they would have been blown out of both games. And in the past, the Nuggets offense wasn't predicated on hero ball. And the Nuggets have really needed hero ball because they are so devoting everything to the defensive end. It's weird how in the NBA, your switch of emphasis will completely change the dynamics of your team. Um, and the Nuggets' emphasis on defense has harmed their offense. There's no way around it. Yes, the quote-unquote spacing slash lack of shooting has hurt. But in reality, the Nuggets expand almost all their energy on defense. And what happens is... Rather than be situation playing situational defense, you play um 24 second all the time defense, and what is it really leads to, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion, it leads to being tired on offense and you missing shots. If you're defending all the time, you're tired, particularly in Denver. And if you notice with the Nuggets, especially when they go on the road, they tend to have more energy f- to be playing um, a more defensive focused, you know, kind of way because they're not at altitude. Altitude affects the home team and it affects the road team. And th- this is a myth that it doesn't. Right? There's a reason Olympic athletes come to, to Colorado to uh, do endurance training. It's hard. And the Nuggets expend so much energy, and that is why you see this. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying if you're going to play this way, you're going to have your offense not be great. Maybe inserting either Malik Beasley or Juancho Hernan Gomez into the lineup will help. Maybe. But the problem is you are exerting so much energy, and as long as they are doing it this way, don't expect any offensive explosion from the Nuggets. Now, all this being said, they are 9-3, and three, right? Yes, it has been largely a weak schedule, but they are 9-3, and three, and as long as you keep winning, there's really none of us should be complaining. It is just a trend, and we're, we're out here to monitor trends. And the Nuggets are kind of, for a while, even going back to the Lakers game they lost, they're kind of skating by by the their skin of their teeth largely. Um, they're having to play these close games. I mean, the Grizzlies game was a dreadful game to watch. Um, it was. I mean, I'm sure Michael Malone was thrilled with it, but it was it, with the way the game was played, actually, not the result. Um, but it was a it was a very late 1990s game, which is all well and good. But this Nuggets offense has put the potential to be so much better. And what disturbs a lot of fans is the fact that the Nugget, excuse me the Nuggets are a potentially a dynamic team that is stuck in this mode that they can't get out of. Um, and even like I said, even when Will Barton was in the lineup, it was they, they were very rehearsed. They are a, a rehearsed team. You see everyone on the court going to a spot, looking down at where they are going through mechanical the process of going to one place or another, rather than flowing freely and doing what they did last year. Now, some of that could be, obviously, if you play all offense and no defense, it's going to be kind of the opposite problem as the Nuggets that are having right now. You'll rack up a lot of regular season wins, and you may struggle in the playoffs when people aren't as tired. Well, with the defensive end, if you go all defense, basically like what the Nuggets are doing, it will exhaust you on the defensive end, and your offense is going to be what we have seen. I'm going to give Torrey Craig a break here. He's in there to play defense. Um, The one we should be concerned about is Paul Millsap, who really has not looked well. Um, Now, he does have an ankle injury, but it is part of his issues as combined with the way the Nuggets offense has been kind of, you know, and Hopefully he gets well, and hopefully he can start figuring things out. Because um, obviously, playing a defense, you know, playing three on five on defense, it's it's going to be bad. Now he's he's been able to score, and he's been he's been doing well on defense. But it's you could tell he's affected by that ankle, and as long as that's going on, uh, you're just going to have to deal with you know kind of the bad elements of that. Well, all right. I just want to talk to you about the defense today. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to, to find out they play the uh, the uh, red hot or well, they lost last yesterday, but the hot uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, let's see if Nikola Jokic records another triple double against the uh, against the Bucks, like he tends to do. Um, everyone, I appreciate you following us. Uh, please follow us on at CSG podcast. Um, follow Nate Timmons at, at Nate Timmons, Csg and follow me at, at jmorton78. You can find us on Stitcher, you can find us on PocketCasts, iTunes, and we always tweet out the Libsyn streaming link. Thank you all for joining me. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.